the cell door opened, and a guard stepped in. As was expected of inmates, the griffin stood from his bed and faced the opposite wall with his hands high. It was early for night checks. Another man stepped into the cell, his face shadowed. He held himself like a politician and wore a three-piece suit. Dr. Avazino, your country is not impressed, said the man. His voice was rough, like a tire turning on gravel. The griffin did not give the newcomer much more than a sideways glance, wondering how far the man would step into the cell before worrying about dirtying his shiny shoes. The man continued, Your government, on the other hand, is fascinated. We require your services. Sizable requests, the griffin grunted. He turned to face the newcomer. The guard shifted uneasily, fully aware of what the griffin could do if he was within arm's reach. You start tomorrow, said the man. Your assistant is expecting you. He'll be choking on his blood by morning. I work alone, the griffin said. Your ego will be put aside, the man replied curtly, voice deep and grim. His work is pivotal to our success, as is your collaboration. The removal of your death sentence and your immediate release are contingent upon your willingness to exercise that indispensable skill of teamwork you have sorely lacked thus far. Lots of big words from a fancy tie, the griffin replied. He advanced another step, finally seeing the man's face and recognizing him as a well-respected senator, and sneered, You bleat like a mule. Not that many politicians can do much better. The senator held his ground, letting the griffin finish before speaking. You will do to listen well, or history will be rewritten without you. You do realize what my work will lead to, asked the griffin. The cell was filled with an unnatural silence. We will kill them all, the senator finally said. I never said I would join, the griffin replied. Litigation will stall my death sentence. I will live a long, healthy life behind these comfortable bars. This is your last chance, replied the senator curtly. Say no, and you will never be let out. But if you come with me now, you will have the opportunity to destroy those who have stopped your prior efforts. The bait had been set. The griffin, intimidating and controlling as he was, could not resist. For the first time since he had been imprisoned, the griffin thought of something other than her death. The senator's request made the griffin think of his previous work and what he had once hoped to accomplish. He remembered his laboratory and felt a surge of focus and drive. Anticipation filled him as he thought of all the worthless lives he would once again have the chance to destroy. He had been right. Prison was all about progression. Being here fueled the burning passions of the inmates. Killers wanted to kill and racists wanted to hate, perhaps more so than when they had first been locked up. In the same way, prison had fed the griffin's bloodlust. He was ready to finish his work. With a nod, the griffin was let out of the cage.